Today on CityCast Chicago, among our city's many culinary creations, the Hiburrito is one of the most unique. But I got a little secret. I ain't never actually had one of the Puerto Rican plantain sandwiches until now. I met up with Marisol Velez, a.k.a. Pinky Ring, to rank a few of Chicago's best Hiburritos without knowing who made them. It's Wednesday, October 11th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is what Chicago's talking about. I'm out here in Humble Park at the Bow House with the homie Pinky Ring, a local Chicago MC, a teacher, a performer. Uh, and we're here because when I started asking people around the city that I knew who lived in Humble Park, where was the best place to get a Hiburrito? Pinky had opinions. And not only did you give us <laughs> some options, some suggestions, some places to go, uh, but you also said you you wouldn't mind stopping by Humble Park and eating a couple Hiburritos. So lead producer Simone Alisea has gone to three different places, Tres. picked us up some steak and some veggie Hiburritos, and we're going to talk about why this is one of Chicago's greatest food inventions. Pinky, you want to jump into this first one? I do, actually. I'm it's hungry. smelling I'm very hungry. garlicky. So if y'all don't know, this Hibarito, the, the emphasis is on the garlic. The more garlic, the better. Mm-hmm. For people not familiar, a Hibarito is made with uh, green plantains that are fried, smashed, then fried again. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the sandwich, you'll find cheese, lettuce, mayonnaise, maybe some garlic aioli. Definitely tomato also. Yes. Some tomato. Mm-hmm. Some steak was on the very first Hibarito. Of course, now people make them all kinds of ways. Absolutely. Ham, chicken, you can get them veggie. Um, but for me personally, I've never had a Hibarito. Pinky, I know you Wait. love them. I, Wait. I, I've only learned the story of the Hebrito in the last Jacoby, couple of years. You're kidding me. Nah. Oh, so this, this is, is a special even moment. more yes. special. Y'all don't even know. Y'all are witnessing Chicago history right now. <laughs> this is and like I'm not the just day. eating one Hebrito. I'm going to eat three different ones. Three of ones. them. And of course, three we have of them bad boys. Mind. Yes. All right. Dig in. Uh, I see the lettuce. I see the tomato. I see the thinly sliced steak. These plantains feel nice and oily on my hands. I definitely see some like garlic sauce on the other side. Let's let's get in here. Weppa. <laughs> the flavor is is nuts. <laughs> like this doesn't have too much lettuce on it, so I'm not getting as much maybe crispiness. The plantains is fine. Yeah. The plantains is good. Well, that's the, like, the hibarito. When I'm trying to pitch this to people and trying to have them understand what it is that we're doing here, it's always the picture the best steak sandwich you can have, but the bread is fried plantain. Mm -hmm. But you really have to taste it to get the true essence of this culinary genius that is Chicago-centric, but actually wasn't created in Chicago. The recipe that uh, Juan Figueroa found was in a Puerto Rican magazine. And so the, the plantain sandwich is something that's that's been there and been around. Uh, but he gave it that sort of extra spin and, and gave it that name. Uh, originally, it was called the, the Hibaro, which uh, I think means hillbilly. Um, but, you know, depending who's using it and who they're using it towards, could be a slight, could be endearing. It goes, goes both ways. Absolutely. And actually... Um I was asking some friends about it because I saw someone made a post that caused a lot of controversy on Facebook. That's how we Puerto Ricans say Facebook. On Facebook, there was a lot of controversy because my friend Carlos Jimenez was like, 
I love you, Chicago, but the Jibarita wasn't invented there. And everybody, even like folks that are like prominent community members of, of the Humble Park area and of Chicago, they had no idea that it was inspired by this restaurant in Puerto Rico called Platano Loco, where they would put everything on a platano. And so that's really where it came from. I think it was Aguada, Puerto Rico. So Chicago perfected it, though. I will say that. And it is a Chicago, Puerto Rican thing. You cannot deny that it's a staple in our culture and in our food here in this city and in Humboldt Park. Why is this such a staple in, you know, uh, uh, Puerto Rican Chicago? I think it's just that genius, right? And and I think a lot of it has to do with just the, the diaspora, right? Like, we're here, we're trying to maintain our cultural heritage from Puerto Rico while still celebrating what it means to be Chicago Rican. You know, there's a lot of emphasis on New York Ricans, but Chicago Rican is a very real thing. And I think that this sandwich really displays that sort of we're from there, but we're from here. We're from both places. And and our cuisine reflects that, right? Because these are things that you would find in Puerto Rico. There's no platano trees in Chicago, right? <laughs> Maybe they didn't have access to, to, to bread or to the wheat to make the bread, but they have platanos. So they're like, we can just go put a bunch of stuff on some platanos. And anyone who comes to taste it. I had some friends from Spotify in town. I took them there. Dates, I take them there all the time because I'm like, I'm going to impress you, boo. It's just a, a thing that just it centers our pride here in Chicago, but also f- being from Puerto Rico and that sort of love story that we have with the diaspora when we're not able to go back as often. You can have the sandwich and have a little piece of, of Puerto Rico right with you. So we just got through the first sandwich again. Simone isn't going to tell us. Where it's from. How you rating that? Let's go scale to one to ten. I feel like I know where that one is from, too, but I'm going to go ahead and keep that to myself. I'm going to give that one, um, I'm going to be honest. Okay. From my Hibarito tasting experience, I am the professional in this field. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give that one like an eight out of ten. Okay. Eight the out of reason ten. why, and, you know, maybe to no fault uh, uh, of their own, but. They the, were in transit. The, uh, yeah, and also just the plantain, it needs a little more crisp to I, it. That's what, I was going to go there, too. That's what it is. So I'm going to agree with you on that one. I'm going to get that one an 8 out of 10. Yeah. The steak was hitting, though. The steak was very well seasoned. They clearly lean into their steak. Absolutely. Enough mayo where it's not overwhelming. Sometimes people make hibaritos and it's just like slabbing mayo on there. We don't want to, <laughs> like, cover the other elements of the sandwich. I feel that. I love how they did the double-sided sauce. Mayo on one side, sort of that garlic aioli on yes, the other side. Yes. I was with that. And that's importante, that. right? Sometimes some places will give you like a whole nother thing of garlic that you then pour on top of the sandwich. Like, And also there's also some hot sauces that happen sometimes too that you add to. I don't know if you're I a see, hot sauce I see fan. Simone breaking out some hot sauces yes, on the side over here see, if we wanted. Listen. I was trying to taste them straight up. Yeah, no, you should. You should always. So anytime I bring anyone to taste a jibarito, you have to try it on its own first, and then you add. You have to do the steak unless you're, you know, if you're vegetarian, if you're vegan, there's options for you. But if you do eat meat, you have to try the steak first because that's truly the original recipe. Mm -hmm. And usually the steak, it's just the flavor of the 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 steak with the tomato and the mayo and the cheese. American cheese, by the way, Mm -hmm. is not no other. Well, some people do white cheese, but in Cleveland, I think they do Swiss. They have these in Cleveland? They got them in Cleveland. What? They are sold as far as New York. You'll find them across okay, the Midwest. I see you. All right, so we're going to jump into the second one. Off the back, as I'm looking at this one, I'm just guessing that this 
plantain is a little crispier just the way it's sitting, and it's a lot of more iceberg lettuce yes, around. Absolutely. So I'm in mind a little. I'm seeing a little it, more it crispy and more than crispier. Yeah. It's like folded up, and it's a little thinner too. That's where you get the crispiness is when you flatten it out really well and then refry it because it can't be too thick or you're gonna get that softness in the middle, which is okay. But this looks a little more along the lines mm -hmm. of the crispy plantain. No, and then I see here this little side of garlic that I was talking about. You have to do that. Got to do you a little extra garlic. You got to put the garlic okay. on the top. Yeah. And I always tell people when you have a hibarito, like you cannot kiss someone for like 48 hours <laughs> unless you both had a hibarito. And then it's all good in the hood, right? Because you <laughs> both are garlicky as heck. And it looks like we have some hot sauce here. How do you feel about hot sauce, I'm Jacoby? Gonna like I'm going to do the hot sauce on the second bite. I'm okay. going to go to the first one with the extra garlic. Yes. So we might be giving this one a little bit of a leg up by throwing garlic on it, but that's life. I mean, but it that's came with it, it, though, you know, so you got to oh, honor. Oh, this one was in this particular. Oh, you got to honor like the ingredients. No, they gave okay. you what they gave you. Okay. I, I thought this was just on the side yeah. for all of them. Okay. No? I like okay. that. This is, this is, and it's heavier. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, I'm biased because I know for a fact where this one is from. <laughs> I definitely know where this one is from. Um, my goodness. Definitely the perfect, what would you say, Jacoby? Is this the plantain we were looking for? Is this the thickness of it and the crunchiness of for it? Me, we were, yeah. yeah. This, this crunch is, is really It's nice. crunching. The crunch is crunching, y'all. I can only imagine <laughs> if I was sitting in the restaurant yes. how good it would be hitting. Oh, and also, y'all, you got to remember that this is going to come with a side of arroz con gandules, too. So you got to, it's, it's yeah, that yellow rice with the pigeon peas. Yes, they're pigeon peas in English. It's very weird. So the original Hibaro, Hibarito, was, you know, brought to Chicago. Uh, the first iteration was at a place called um, Borinquen. 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 Oh, one more time. Borinquen. Oh, Borinquen. You got it? Oh, I said that so slow. Rican, Jacob, you Puerto Rican, Jacoby. You Puerto Rican. You know you wepa. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, by, name, by a man named Juan Figueroa, that place was originally in Humboldt Park. It's now in North Center. Um, but it just sort of blew up. His son, uh, who still, I think, owns the current location, they say he says his father should have patented the sandwich, mm. but he always says it wouldn't have spread as far and wide, not only in the city, but across um, America as it has, if he had done that. And so he seems really content with just being, you know, connected to the legacy. Absolutely. And it's interesting that you do go to other places and they have no idea what you're talking about sometimes. And that's why it's so known here. You can go to a restaurant here and get it. You can't always, you definitely can't go to all places in Puerto Rico and ask for a hibarito. As you were talking about the original Borinquen restaurant, I remember multiple times going there, sitting down, eating in that restaurant, because at the time it was also something that was affordable for me as a teen with just working at Dunkin' Donuts at the time. Like <laughs> It was something affordable, a sit-down meal we could have and feel a little fancy, even though we didn't have a lot of money to go to any, you know fancier, more expensive Chicago restaurant. So I remember multiple times going there, being there, and that just being part and parcel with the experience of of Humboldt Park and Puerto Ricanness. It's a sense of pride that you have when you see someone take their first bite and you're like, yeah, you like that, don't you? It's just, it's it, it feels so good to be able to share our culture, especially in a time where gentrification is happening in this community. We're being pushed out. It's beautiful to see these staples and these restaurants still here and still thriving. And for us to be able to bring people from other places and say, hey, look what we're doing here. We're fighting against this. We're still here. We're still presente. There's a term called plantando bandera. That means planting your flag. 
You go up and down Humble Park, you see these flags everywhere. Mm-hmm. We do not play about our Puerto Rican flag. You got flags hanging from your ears right now. I do. I have Puerto Rican <laughs> flags. And they're not just any Puerto Rican flags. These are the Paseo Boricua flags. Mm-hmm. I had to wear them specifically for this interview. <laughs> specifically. How important has that been for you? I mean, you obviously live in Humble Park, but you've taken the story of Chicago, the story of Puerto Rican culture around the world. Yeah. You've taken it back to the island. You've yeah. taken it around the country, but even around Chicago. Yeah. Like you said, people are going to be able to hear your voice in the Museum of Science and Industry. Period. You've hosted at the Lollapalooza yes. stages. Um, how, how important is it for you to just be able to rep this culture in the city and, and around the world? It is the most important thing in the world to me because if you don't know where you came from, you don't know where you're going. Mm. And so for me... Chicago, I always say Chicago, being a woman, being a hip hop artist, being from Chicago and being Puerto Rican are the things that have informed my career as a hip hop artist the most. All of those things have played a role in molding what my message is going to be, what are the things that I'm going to stand for. Now take a walk through the streets of the shot. Young kings organizing for a piece of the pot. Reasoning why they skin brings. And you know, I was adopted. People like literally people will be like, Pinky Ring from Humble Park. I'm like, y'all know I'm not from here, right? They're like, no, no, shh, shh, shh. Just shh. <laughs> you from here now. I was adopted. And I love that because it's almost like a, a family outside of my family because my family came from Puerto Rico and they didn't really celebrate their Puerto Rican heritage, right? And so I had to learn on my own what it meant to be Puerto Rican, learn the music, learn the culture. So all of those things are important and that's why I share that in, in my story. I share that in my music. Victory, we make it through the day to the day. That's a victory. No matter what they say, we okay. That's a victory. Occupy church steeples till we equal. So we finished two samples of Piberito at this time. What is your rating for that's the a, second that's, one? That's a, that's a, I'm going to give that a 9.75 out of 10. <laughs> Only because I didn't have that rocon gandules. If I had the arroz con gandules, 10 out of 10. <laughs> I'm going to give that one a 9.3. Okay. Right? Okay. For my second one, the garlic, the hot sauce yes. added. Yes. For me, that last bit is like you said, it's probably the experience in the restaurant. Getting yes. it fresh out, getting it for hot. Sure. But I will say the steaks from the first two. They competing a little I bit. I will say the same. The steak on the first one was competing to the point where I felt like they over-leaned into it. But I will say the steaks are comparable. And yes. I'm really curious what that first one was but that now. Plantain, the plantains was not. No. No. Plantains was lit. They was not. <laughs> so the first one did not come with garlic. Nope. The second one came with garlic on the side, on the came side. with some hot sauce yeah. on the side. Yeah. This third one got garlic on it already, yeah. and it came with a little bit of hot sauce as well. That's got to be more of a Chicago influence, right? Because Puerto Rican food in the island is not that spicy. People think that all Latinx cultures are the same and that we all like hot and spicy stuff. Let me tell y'all, Puerto Ricans do not play that. We do not do. <laughs> Sometimes, though, my mom makes a thing called pique, right? So it's like you look at it and it's a lot of peppers in there and all of that. But you just put a little drop on your stuff to give it. And it's always more flavorful than it is hot and spicy. This one is feeling a little a little spicy to me. But <laughs> but we're going to try it. We're going to try it. It's a big bite. Mm-hmm. It's a big bite. There's a lot to the bite. Whereas the other one, I feel like quick little mm-hmm. bite. This is like a, you got to really get. This is the heftiest This of is the heftiest of, of all of them for sure. There's it's a lot of lettuce, a lot of tomato. Underneath the plantain. So the plantain is very soft. Like the outer edge is crunchy. The inside is very it's soft. It's very soft, yeah. But the onion and the lettuce. They're kind of compensating. Like, I'm still biting right now <laughs> on a little bit of lettuce onion. It's not going to be cute, girl. Just I got lipstick on my chin, I'm sure of it. <laughs> it's all worth it, my friends. 
What's the most creative thing you've seen on a jibarito or most creative preparation? I would say the breakfast jibarito because mm. there's different variations of it. You can do scrambled eggs. You can do spam. So Puerto Ricans love spam. I don't know if y'all knew this. And <laughs> during my little stint of uh, vegetarianism, like a real good vegetarian jibarito is fire. Like big pieces of avocado and peppers and onions, like... So, friends, please know if you're a vegan or vegetarian, this is something very friendly to you as well. You just got to find a good one. There's even shrimp hibaritos and fish hibaritos. I get down on that. Yeah, 100%. I get down on a fish Incredible. hibarito. So, the third one. Mm-hmm. All right, we, we've already said it, right? It was a little bit bigger. Yes. The steak was a little more thick cut. Yes. The lettuce and t- the tomato, I'm going to give it to that. I don't know if people would think I'm, I'm trying to joke here, but it was actually really good. Yes. The tomato was very juicy and the lettuce was very crisp. The produce is important here. Yes. Like, is it fresh? Is it a, paid the it most nice? attention to yeah. the onions? I might have thinly sliced them a little bit more. Yeah. But I I appreciated that the onions was prominently featured. Absolutely. Alongside the sauces Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Um, and again, hefty, hefty, hefty. Right. So if you're mm-hmm. looking for a big bite, that one was the one. That exactly. one was like I'm sure that one would be super filling. Very good though. Yes. All three were good for yeah. three different reasons. So for this one, I might go like a seven point five. Okay. Even. Uh-huh. Just so it could be underneath my first one. If my first, if my first one was in an eight, maybe eight five this range, be, okay. then this would be like a seven five to an eight range. If you took the steak yeah. flavor from the first one, okay, the plantains and the and the garlic yeah. and the sauce from the second yes. one, and you took the the lettuce, the tomatoes, and the onions from the third the one, produce from the third. I think you got to... What are we doing here, y'all? I think y'all? you got to pop are an we, ass. We need to become restaurant advisor consultants. I think you got the Hibarito. Hibarito if consultants. Take. If you need us, come and find us. Holla at us. We will work for Hibarito sandwiches. We got lead producer, Simone Alicea. Again, thank you for going to three different places to grab Hibaritos in the midst of a, a very busy but beautiful day. So... Number one, where was that Hebrewito from? Uh, Hebrewito number one was from uh, Borinquen. Uh, so that is in North Center. Okay. So that is the uh, original-ish uh, mm-hmm. Hebrewito. Okay, it's a couple times removed from original. So number two is from? That is from uh, Papakashi uh-huh. here in Humboldt Park, uh, just right on Division. And I know where this one is from. Can I reveal it? I yes, think I know. You know. Is that Hibarito Simas? Yes. Yay! <laughs> in uh, historic Logan Square-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we have three Hibaritos yes. across three-ish different neighborhoods yes. with three uh, sort of very, not very different, but three uh, uniquely different takes on the Hibarito. Each of them we were able to give some credit to for having something that stood out was maybe a little bit better, a little bit sharper than one of the ones before. Pinky Ring is a Chicago MC, performer, teaching artist. We will drop links to where you can find all of her work, places you can see her speak and perform in the near future. It has been an absolute pleasure, my friend, uh, to sit out here, look at this uh, beautiful water here in Humble Park, sit outside the beautiful Bow House. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. And happy Hispanic Heritage Month, everyone. Burr, 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 burr. Before we let you go, we want to give a huge happy birthday to Pinky Ring. Thank you for coming on the podcast and enjoying six burritos. I know y'all only heard three, but we had a whole nother three of them boys off the mic. 
Of course, we got to leave you with some good news. The week-long Lit and Lose Festival celebrating authors, visual artists, and musicians from across Chicago and Mexico begins this Friday. For a full list of artists and venues for the 10th Anniversary Fest, check our show notes. As always, we appreciate you for reading and listening. Make sure you're back here bright and early tomorrow. You know, bring some new friends and family along with you. We'll talk to you then. Peace. I am now a Hibarito consultant. I'm going to add that to my LinkedIn. So if you need me, holla at me.